0: Hello, I'm really glad you joined us online right now. People set goals in all areas of their lives around the first of the year. And the goals we set determine the steps we take to accomplish the goals. If you want to lose 30 pounds, you're going to have to spend more time at the gym. You would also need to do more meal preparation. You got to think about what you eat. If you want to lose weight, you eat less junk and more fruits and vegetables. So what spiritual goals should we set in 2024? Um, this is the launch of our Get Fit series, and we should set out to learn more about God for sure, but knowledge puffs up. First Corinthians 8 1 says, Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. We can set out to learn more about God. This is a good goal. But 1 Corinthians 8.1 warns us that knowledge can puff us up, make us arrogant. Knowledge of God looks like someone who works out only his arms, not their legs. If this guy didn't work out his legs, his body wouldn't look right. And the person needs to develop the whole body. We need to to develop our whole selves spiritually. Knowledge is needed, but we need to add to knowledge A love muscle. We should not only set out to get to know more about God, but become more loving in the process because love builds up. Jesus is the ultimate example of love. And we prove that we are his disciples by showing love to one another. Let's make a shift to ask What is spiritual maturity? The Greek word for mature is tilios, which means to be mature, perfect, complete. The word shows up 19 times in the New Testament, giving us a good sense of what it means to be spiritually mature. We will never be perfect. That's not God's goal for us, this side of heaven. But God wants us to move toward maturity. Perfectionism can do a real number on our growth. Perfectionism is the enemy of production, productivity. We should never let pers- perfectionism be the enemy of our spiritual growth. We all make mistakes. We sin. We, we rebel. We need to learn how to apply the grace of God to grow spiritually. We should learn not to beat ourselves up because Jesus has already taken, taken the beating for us on the cross. We must learn to accept forgiveness and move on with our lives. I struggle with this after years of walking with God. I committed my life to Christ at 11. So I've got uh, 56 years of walking with the Lord and I still struggle with applying the grace of God to my life. I that might not be the right math, but anyway. In spite of the fact that Jesus has obliterated guilt and shame on the cross, I still struggle. Colossians 2:14 says Jesus defeated shame and guilt by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. When we struggle with guilt and shame, we can go back to the cross where Jesus nailed our debt to it. I had I've had major cringe moments in my life. I sold something to Henry Gonzalez's mom in Southgate. They live down the street. And he was a friend of mine. Um, and then I, I sold something legitimate. It was like uh, tickets to something. Then I went back and tried to sell her junk. I I still cringe at that moment. I don't remember the details, but I remember the guilt and shame. Most of us struggle to apply, apply grace to our guilt. That is normal, but we must learn to live in the grace of God that he has given us. Scripture says, Spiritual maturity is being able to discern good from evil. Romans 12.2 Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We are transformed by the renewal of our mind By soaking in scripture. By soaking it up. The Bible is what God uses to renew our thinking and help us shift to his way of thinking. Mature people also know how to separate good from evil. Ephesians 5.14 But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. It takes con- constant practice to separate good from evil. We have opportunities to discern what is good and evil all day long. Should I say this or that? What will build up people? That's the good goal that people have, mature people. Should I use my old strategy and manipulate them in this moment, or do things God's way? Spiritual maturity is also thinking maturely about evil. 1 Corinthians fourteen twenty. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. When it comes to thinking through good and evil, we need to develop critical thinking skills that can only be developed by knowing God's word and living it out. That's when we step out to apply the Bible to our lives And that's how we understand how life really works. It's an experiential knowledge of God's Word that helps us grow spiritually. We need to experience that God comes through with the life He's promised if we obey Him. That's how we grow to understand more about Him. Spiritually, Mature folks also understand the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 2.6 Yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but they're not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. God's wisdom is upside down from the world's wisdom. Paul can lay out God's wisdom for the mature in the congregation, but not for the immature. The world values status, power, and money. In God's kingdom, we value sacrifice, humility, and service. If you're committed to the values of the world, you will not understand God's wisdom. Another sign of maturity is speaking appropriately. James three two <clears throat> says, "Indeed, we all make mis- many mistakes. If we can control our tongue, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way." That The tongue is like a fire that rages, and we can't control it. We're not perfect. We can't control our tongues. But the mature are progressing toward it. The mature have learned over time to build up with their words. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. We need to, to give grace to those who hear us. We need to fit the occasion because of the guilt and shame that everybody struggles with. It tears people up. Another sign of a mature believer is trusting in God's will. Colossians 4.12 Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. The mature know God's will and do it even when it's hard and not what they want. We must follow the example of Jesus, who prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if you're willing, please take this cup from me. But I really want your will to be done, not mine. He struggled to face the cross, but ultimately surrendered to follow God's will, which he knew would mean the cross and a brutal crucifixion. This is what mature Christians do. They surrender to God even when it's not what they want. Another sign of maturity is persevering in trials. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet various Meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mature Christ followers have been through the process many times where God uses the trial for their good. They've been through this process enough times that they know what God is going to accomplish through the trouble. They know that cooperating with God through the trouble builds patience and hope in us. Life is like farming. Farming. It it takes a long time to see the fruit of our efforts to plant good seeds. The amount of joy we have is determined by the seeds we have planted in our relationships, parenting, finances, decisions, response to trouble, and with our family and friends. The seeds you sow, however... Take weeks, months, and maybe years to bear fruit. Patience is having the courage when we're waiting and dealing with the troubles in our lives. However, we want things now. Microwave popcorn is easy for us, but it took months to prepare the soil to cultivate it to irrigate it to harvest it and then turn the kernels in of corn into popcorn i i don't know how that happens we must be patient with how long it takes to bear the fruit of a harvest of good things the final sign of maturity is that a mature person hears and does God's perfect, teleos law. James 1, through 25 says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and, and goes away, and at once forgets what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer that acts, he will be blessed in his doing. The blessing comes in doing the word of God. A child looks at their face in the mirror and laughs when it doesn't look right. They they might think it's hilarious if their hair is sticking up all over the place. For he looks at himself in the mirror, and once he goes away, he forgets what he was like. But the mature person, in contrast, takes God's word seriously. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer that acts, he will be blessed in his doing. The blessing is in doing the word of God, not just hearing it. Our strategy map uh represents the places you go to grow. Here's a video from Dr. Seuss that has some really solid advice. Let's watch this together. Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss. Congratulations. Today is your day. You're off to great places. You're off and away. You have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know, and you are the guy who will decide where to go you look up and down streets, look them over with care. About some you will say, I don't choose to go there. With your head full of brains and your shoes full of feet, you're too smart to go down any not-so-good street. And you may not find any you'll want to go down. In that case, of course, you'll head straight out of town. It's opener there in the wide open air. The Word of God gives direction on where to go and where not to go. Mature people don't go where God warns us not to go. CIV has a strategy map, map, and if you go to the places on the map, you grow. And this is tied to our mission. If you go to the places on the strategy map, again, over and over again, you you grow. Attending a worship service is the first stop on the map. Serve on a team is the second. Connect in a group or at an event is the third stop. And plug into a learning environment is the final stop on the map. On January 14, we're going to look at how relating to God involves both private and public disciplines. This relates to our attending a worship service, and the learning environment places on our map. Learning environments focus on how to live out the faith practically and encourage you to have private disciplines, and you, you, you need to develop the habit. On January 21st, we'll look at how the developing habits of living in a community help us grow spiritually. Serving on a team and connecting in groups or events help you grow spiritually. On January 28th, we will look at how establishing These habits give us the resources we need to find our way forward through the trials of life. And there will be trials. The strategy map is how we accomplish our mission, which is inviting our neighbors to discover Christ through his life-changing community. This is where... Life change occurs. If you want to have life change, you get involved in the church community. Christ followers have a goal to work out their faith. Philippians 2 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. God is working in us to will and to work for his good pleasure. He's he's helping us live out the will of God. While we're working it out, our role is to surrender to his will and do what he says. We aim to work it out while God works in us to accomplish his will. The goal of a mature Christian is to become more and more like Christ. You get to know Jesus by obeying him. John fourteen twenty one says, Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Jesus shows you himself as you obey him, as you do what he says you this should be motiv- motivating to you if you follow Christ you you learn that God can be trusted that Jesus can be trusted as you step out to follow his commands that's when you realize he can be trusted completely the goal of this series is to clarify spiritual maturity and Encourage you to take next steps at CIV to grow spiritually. This goal is accomplished through private disciplines and public habits that to live in a community with God's people. I want to encourage you to take these next steps in response to this message. Read the sermon. On the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7 every day this week and stop when you find something to apply to your life that day and then go do it. And come back for the rest of the series to discover how you can get fit spiritually. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for the word that you've given to guide us and help us and strengthen us. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would be honored and glorified in our lives. And I pray that you'd give us the strength, the understanding to take the steps that you've laid on our hearts today. And I pray this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.